This year's donations might go to, say, the geology department. Oh dear, not the dirt people. Geology is the study of pressure and time. That's all it takes, really. What kind of activity has turned the lake massive? Look, I'm just a geologist. I like rocks. I love rocks. Hey everyone, welcome to the Geology Flannelcast. My name is Steve. Hey everybody, this is Chris. It is great to be back. This is Jesse. It is great to be back. It is great. We had a thanks for uh, tuning back in, hiatus. guys. Yeah, yeah. We took a took a little hiatus, but you know what? Listen, and this is a corny joke, but uh, geologically, it was it wasn't even a blink of an eye yeah. that we were gone. You know, I just uh, you know I had to take a little break. Had some family stuff and had some. Uh, um, COVID. Well, I'm not gonna lie. Jesse had COVID. That was yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry, everyone. Yeah, he's, he's it, good and uh, and and he's uh, as yep. ready as he'll ever be for his wife. Let, let him out of the basement <laughs> once yeah. once he tested negative. So <laughs> tested negative. I was like, yeah, I'm feeling like eighty percent, which is you my that's about a hundred for me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, eighty percent. Yeah, you rounded yeah. up. You're almost forty. So, yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I am forty. Yeah, that's right. You are forty. That's right. Yeah. So eighty percent is the best you're gonna do from now on. Yeah. <laughs> it's all downhill. Ah, <laughs> uh, so well, what are we talking nice about? Uplifting topic. To- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this this. Let's continue uh, this intro body is deteriorating right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you know what happened? This intro really collapsed. It did. No, huh? no. Listen, oh. they're hearing the edited version and it's going to be smooth as silk. All right. Oh, well, okay. It, it was a good segue a for was, collapse. That, that was my foreshadowing. Yes. Come on. Wow. Collapse. Get it. Oh, uh, oh, oh, I see. I was like, you just talked over him for like one second. What are you talking about? <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the topic. Yeah, we got a uh, we got a uh, specific topic that we're going to cover today. Uh, speaking of collapse, um, we are going to be talking about. Oh man, we got we got a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> we're going to be talking about calderas and mountains and volcanoes and oh my, sorts, so, yeah, oh, oh my, exactly both both types of magmas. Liquid rich hot. magmas, basaltic oh. magmas, liquid, liquid hot magma. <laughs> um, yeah, I so like oh, good. I would no, I was just gonna say it, it's not worth we've already spent too much time on what I was gonna say. <laughs> well, now I kind of want to hear it. <laughs> I was, I was gonna try it's like the, the joke, like I like both types of music, country and western. Yeah. That's gonna make it about magma. <laughs> I like I both like types both of magma. Taps. Yeah, I shouldn't have asked you what it was about. Silica yeah. rich so, and I tried to, I literally tried to stop you. <laughs> <laughs> I warned you. Um, today we have a uh, special topic today. We are today's a, a Patreon request. So if you uh, if you become a uh, what we call what is it the Topaz tier Patreon uh, sponsor, you get your own podcast topic. And so a uh, good friend of the show, Don, requested, he's a Topaz tier Patreon member, and he requested that we talk about the Sierra Nevada mountains and specifically the Long Valley Caldera. So yeah. we'll be diving into this explosive topic. Hi, there you go. Welcome. I stole Jesse's joke from earlier in the text message well. chain from this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's it's super the Sierra Nevadas. I'm I'm gaining a, a much more of an appreciation for, and this topic, I I had no idea. It's yeah, I thought it I thought it was just the land of good beer. Yeah, they do have good beer. So let's start off with this one. What does Sierra Nevada mean? And Jesse just made the first faux pas of the night. Sorry to throw you under the bus, buddy. Ah. but this is a learning experience. Let's take this as a as a as a a, a, a learning moment here. All right. So, uh, Sierra Nevada was, uh, the name came from Padre Pedro Font gave the name Sierra Nevada to the mountain range on the Eastern fringe of the Spanish California in 1776. Good year. Um, good year. Good year. Sierra <laughs> means mountains, plural. 
Oh, I see what ah, I did. In Spanish, and Nevada means snow covered. So you don't, and it's, the website that I got this from specifically said you could tell an East Coaster because they say the Sierra Nevadas, where you're just, it's supposed to be Sierra Nevada because Nevada and, is already and plural. And same with saying like Sierra Nevada Mountains. So you because this, that's well, Sierra Nevada Mountains is redundant. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. saying, it's like saying chai tea. It's redundant. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know what chime meant. Yeah. Chime means tea. Right. How about that? So first learning experience of the night. You just say the Sierra Nevada. You don't have to say mountains and it's already pluralized. So congratulations. You're learning right now. Not you, Jesse, just everybody. The royal we, everybody is learning right now. I feel like the state of Nevada... <clears throat> is not aptly named. No. That just means mountains. Snow covered? Oh, wait. Yeah, Nevada's kind of hot. Uh-huh. I mean, there are mountains Sierra. that are snow covered in parts of western Nevada. Mm-hmm. Does the, do you have high desert up in Nevada? Uh, I mean, you get... Uh... Sure. Sure. <laughs> but I feel it's, like the majority it's all of base and arranged. Nevada is the majority of Nevada is based in a range. Yeah, you get all those normal faults, the, the north south directed uh normal the mountains. Yeah, I, I guess direction. yeah, there's there's well, parts. you'll come from an extension. We're going there, out into Utah. You're going out to, yeah, and you get you get a lot of like yeah, I, I think we just think of the, the population centers that are super hot. Vegas, baby, Vegas. Yeah. But you do have you do have parts in you know western Nevada and, and eastern Nevada that are based in a range that are cold and snowy and all right, I'll give it to them. It's all right, it's, very good. It's appropriately so, named. Jesse's Jesse's okay with the name Nevada. So uh, <laughs> to the good people of Nevada or <laughs> listeners in Nevada. Let them know. Let them yes. Know. <laughs> I'm, I'm back on I'm back on board. Let everyone know. Okay. So now Jesse recognizes all 50 states in the United yeah. States, right? Well, it'll be a cold day in hell before I recognize Missouri. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's from uh, the Simpsons. Yeah, Simpsons reference there. Oh, yeah. I didn't know Grandpa that. No, no offense. To yeah. our the good listeners of Missouri. So if you're playing the geology flannel cast drinking game, that's your first uh this Simpsons reference of the night. Yeah, there, there you go. Grandpa Simpsons uh, classic quote. Anyhow, continue with your history lesson. All right. So uh before we get into uh the Long Valley Caldera, let's just give a brief synopsis on uh on how the uh Sierra Nevada formed. See what I did there? Um <laughs> So the whole thing starts about 215 million years ago. Uh, we had a subduction zone. Um, good, a good, a uh, good friend of the podcast, the Farallon plate. We've talked about the Farallon Ooh. plate several oh, times in the podcast. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's one of the only topics we left unsolved. What do you mean we left unsolved? No, we don't know where to, where to come from, where to go. It's underneath North America. It's with Cotton now. Eye Joe, I guess. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, what episode is the Farallon plate? Oh, you stinker! Ah, uh, sorry. No, hang on. He, he just got done saying how this his Steve. Steve's, oh yeah, your file. Sorry, in-house statistician for the final cast and have having some problems with his having statistics some, database some right now. File oh, storage issue. Assuming you'll let me search, yeah. right? Uh, we talked about the Sierra Nevada in 2020, I want to say. So yeah. it's probably an episode in the 30s or 40s. Well, I'm excited for you. You just ordered a new book. I'm excited for you to read it, digest it, and then do I a did. Whole... I, just, I just literally today, several hours before the podcast started, I ordered a book called Geology of the Sierra Nevada, which <laughs> yeah. is really coming in handy for this podcast right now. I'll let you guys know in two days when I get the book. Nice. <laughs> How well we did with this uh, uh, with this topic. 
Um, so, all right. While Steve's looking for the the first time we gave a little talk about this here in Nevada, um, you got the Farallon plate and that's subducting uh, it's an eastward moving plate and it gets starts subducting underneath North America about 215 million years ago. Um, so as a result of the subduction, you get some material that starts melting and uh, starts um, starts making some liquid hot magma. As Doctor <laughs> Evil would say, um, and so why are we talking about this? Like this is like you know, two hundred million years ago. Well, what we're doing is we're talking about how the granite of the Sierra Nevada mountains formed, and so basically formed as a result of uh, of this subduction, um, you know, of the subduction of the Farallon Plate going underneath North America. So that's setting the stage. The actual Sierra Nevada that we know today didn't actually; they're they're newer. They're still growing today so uh all right so we get the we get these granitic plutons about two to ten miles below the surface of the earth all right and so how granite forms you get these big blobs of magma that were said where they're called plutons um pluton the where pluton comes from pluto the uh the Roman god of the what's is it Roman or Greek? Oh, Roman gosh, Greek. I always I'm the worst with these. I, I am Greek. so bad, and I like I know all of their etymologies. Yeah, I think yeah. I think all most of them were Roman. Is but then Roman, there was one Roman Greek, god? and was that Pluto? Uh, there we go. We're scrambling already. <laughs> yeah, Pluto. I, I will say it's not a geology. Pluto, oh man, Pluto was Greek. Pluto is Greek. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, God of the other worlds. All, all the other ones are Roman, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's where the name Pluton comes from, from Pluto, God of the underworld. Big old blob of magma. It's hot, hellish. So there you go. Um, so this is this pretty far below the surface, two to ten miles below the surface of the earth. Um and uh so what actually happened is some of these plutons stayed underground. Some of them actually breached the surface of the earth, creating a chain of volcanoes standing as tall as 20,000 feet high. So it's pretty big. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's like that's the Andes. Yeah. I was going to say Kilimanjaro. Mm-hmm. Kilimanjaro is 20, I believe. Yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure Kilimanjaro is over 20,000. Um, a lot yeah. of the mountains, the Andes are over 20,000. Uh, um, Kilimanjaro is just under 20. Is it? Yeah, 19 and change? Nine, nine, yeah, 19. 19.3. That's still up there, ways. But that's, yeah, 19.3, 20,000. I'll, I'll round up. Yeah, right. Second time I'm, today, Jesse's rounding up. It, it's not appropriate rounding, but I'll round it. <laughs> All right. So most of the granitic rock that makes up the Sierra Nevadas, and that's actually, so when you think of the Sierra Nevadas, that's one of the things that they're known for is, is just this this just series of the, the batholith actually we'll get into that term um but it's what a bat well actually i might as well just explain what a batholith is now this is basically just a conglomeration of plutons just a huge huge blob an enormous uh regional scale blob of magma you can kind of think or just like i said or just kind of plastered on plutons all all together there um and so the majority of the granite forms between 105 and 85 million years ago um and uh so these plutons basically stopped yeah about 85 to like 70 million years ago i mean if you want to if you want to visualize a pluton look at half dome yeah well the half that's remaining that yeah double it (laughs) the last That's very good. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, uh, you, you get the shape of like, it's just picture that as a yeah. blob of magma underground that's been uplifted and, and uncovered. And yeah. cooled over and millions cooled of and, years. Yeah. And then there was a metal ladder placed on it and people climb up it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Half Dome Enchanted Rock in Texas is another one. Um, hmm. And then, uh, oh, Stone Mountain here in Georgia. I was just about to say, what's the one in Georgia with uh, those dumb Confederates on it? Stone Mountain. Stone, Stone Mountain, yeah. Uh, Pikes Peak is a batholith. It's an uplifted mm-hmm. batholith. All right. 
Should so we keep naming list. just random bachelors? Because <laughs> it's yeah. not like it's not like granite on continents is common. <laughs> <laughs> we get this all night, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> all right. So enough of that. Um, so okay, that's that's where the the granite comes from. That's kind of the genesis of the granite. And uh, so then what happens is then we get the process of erosion taken over and that's going to allow the, uh, the granitic core of the Sierras to, to be exposed. And so this erosion, this goes on for a long time. So anywhere between 85 and like 15 million years of erosion. And that's where, that's how the, the core of the, um, of the Sierra Nevada is, is currently exposed. Um, so then we start to get things start to get a little bit more complicated. So we'll try to do our best to explain this. But 30 million years ago, it's kind of jumping around time frames a little bit, but 30 million years ago, um, uh, the Farallon plate becomes completely engulfed underneath North America. All right. And so there's actually some really cool um uh, uh what is refresh my memory, guys? What's uh, what's the technology they use to image the the Farallon plate? Is that CT? What's that called? The, yeah, the, like the tom- CT scans. It's yeah. Well, tomography. 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 Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the. Um, so there's some really cool um, imagery showing like they found the Farallon plate, and it's uh, it's underneath North America, and Farallon plate's really interesting subduction because it was a super super low angle uh, subduction too, getting pushed underneath North America. And um, if you're a fan of the Juan de Fuca plate, many, and who isn't? Who yeah. isn't? Who isn't? It's Why up there, uh, my favorite plates. Yeah. Juan de Fuca is one of your favorites. One wow. of them. One I mean, of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's like, uh, that's a little remnant uh, of the, uh, of the Farallon plate just kind of hanging around there. That's up off the West coast of what? Oregon. We're going to watch yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's Cascadia. The, yeah. There you go. The causing the cascades to form. All right. So what we have going on is the Farallon plate. So let's explain it like this. Let's see if we can. So we have on the Eastern side there. Well, there's a, a, a mid ocean ridge out there in the Pacific ocean during this time period. Right. And so the Pacific plate is on the western side and the Farallon plate is on the eastern side. Well, North America is moving to the west. In North America, the Farallon plate, the whole thing gets shoved underneath North America and then the the, the mid-ocean ridge, that seafloor, I, I guess you better say that the seafloor spreading center is engulfed by North America too. Um, and so the North America plate uh, overrides that spreading center and that's when the whole Farallon plate is like sucked underneath, uh, underneath North America. So see you later. Um, and the reason I'm talking about this, this is actually just kind of cool for the whole regional uh, geology of the area, California. So the Pacific plate is moving to the e- uh, moving to the west, and North America is moving to the west as well. And to make a long story short that relationship turns on the San Andreas fault full picture full well, actually uh definitely turns me on yeah <laughs> God, that, well, that I don't <clears throat> I don't think that joke was on the outline ah perhaps I should have stuck to our perfectly formatted outline I think so nice segue buddy uh we'd like to take a moment to thank our Wonderful sponsor, the Formatting Formula, formattingformula.com, or check them out on YouTube at YouTube forward slash C forward slash formatting formula for all of your Word document formatting needs. Um, you know, we, you, if, you're, if you're a fan of the podcast, you've definitely heard me rant and rave about all the good things that they can do. Um, so please check them out, formattingformula.com, but make sure you tell them the geology flannel cast sent you. Um, you know, ask them, you know, how many African elephants it would take to format this document. Um, they, they love getting questions like that. So they think it's funny. They email me like, do you know what this means? 
<laughs> yes. Yes, I do. So uh, check them out. Formattingformula.com. All right. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. So we turn on the, the San Andreas Fault. Uh, and about 15 million years ago, the volcanic activity resumes in the Sierra Nevada. And we're looking at the area that's like just north of like Yosemite National Park. And uh, we start getting some uh, tall volcanoes. And we start burying some um, ancient, well, at the time they were river canyons. Now they're ancient river canyons. And um, so you can see some of the stuff around the area around like Sonora Pass, which is, like I said, just north of uh, Yellowstone National Park, if you're familiar of the area. Um, Yellowstone is, uh, I'm sorry, did I see Yellowstone? I meant Yosemite. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I meant to say Yosemite there. Sorry. Um, so you might, if you're confused about, wait a minute, Yellowstone's in Wyoming. You are correct. Yellowstone is Wyoming. We're in California and we're dealing with Yosemite National Park here. <laughs> so it's my, this is a little sidebar. My kids had to pick it up spot to go on vacation for a class project and they had to like come up with a budget and uh so i asked him i was like well where, where are you gonna go he's like uh me and grace and we decide we're gonna go to yosemite i was like where is yosemite he's like yosemite. It, it's <laughs> it's like it's out it's out near california i was like you mean yosemite he's like is that how you pronounce it i thought it was yosemite <laughs> like, all right That's so funny. now whenever i hear yosemite i just think in my head yosemite <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's go to Yosemite and pronounce it Yosemite. Say yeah. that park ranger. Tell him I love your Yosemite park. Hey, <laughs> you know what? But if you, if you, I, you know, if somebody mispronounces something like that, that means they read it somewhere. You know, they didn't hear it from anywhere. They read it in a book or read it on a map or something like that. And they, they made up that interpretation themselves. So, yeah, I respect that. Yeah. When, uh, when I was a little kid, my sister was learning how to read and there was a little stand that sold tomatoes like on the side of the road and she read it as tomatoes and she was asking, what are tomatoes? And I was like, that's tomatoes. And to this day, when I look at tomatoes, I still think tomatoes from her yep. pronunciation. Okay. Anyways, that's not about geology and nobody cares about tomatoes. So... <laughs> Uh, so we get the volcanoes. They start acting up around your, um, around Yosemite about 15 million years ago. And then uh, we're going to fast forward another 5 million years. So around 10 million years ago, the Sierra Nevada starts to experience renewed uplift. So there's uh, this is actually pretty complicated. And uh, we're not, since we're not actually covering the Sierras, we're doing more of a specific area. I'm just going to kind of burn through this really fast. But um uh, the Sierra start getting uplifted and that's going to um, that's going to start to set the stage for the Sierras that, that we know today. So as soon as, as soon as it starts getting uplifted, erosion starts kicking in and uh, it's going to start bite. The erosion is going to start eating down and when exposed that granitic, eventually going to expose that granitic rock core. And so this is where you're going to, that's where this is how the granite comes about. And then also there are some, metamorphic rocks in, the, in this area as well that were kind of formed as a result of the the volcanism um and uh, uh that was associated with this area and then uh and so you can't talk about the sierras and not talk about uh the pleistocene glaciation so we started getting pulses of uh of glacial of uh um of ice ages and, and glacial growth and as jesse mentioned um half dome um several minutes ago half dome before the glaciers was full dome <laughs> the, the oh is that what you did in i don't think i knew that yeah half huh. dome was cut by cut by the glaciers huh. so did there's this story that i heard kind of a little sidebar about so we're talking about yosemite national <laughs> park uh, <laughs> there was a he's a while long I, I i don't know the time frame all right, but uh, a long time ago, in the galaxy far, far away, uh, there was a a farmer in that area who said that Yosem we geologists didn't know yet how the uh, how Yosemite had formed, and there was a farmer who was like, 
this thing formed from glaciers. And the story that I heard is, is I don't know, but uh, people really didn't believe them. And sure enough, that farmer out there in California was was dead right. Uh, Yosemite <laughs> Valley, Yosemite National Park, was formed because uh, glaciers came down and carved out that whole area. So you see a lot of these like iconic features, like Half Dome, um, like El Capitan. That all that stuff was get a lot of these sheer cliffs in that huh. uh, Yosemite Valley because the glaciers came down and just carved it all out. Uh, yeah, glaciers- I knew. I, sorry to interrupt. Okay. I, I knew some of those. Yeah, you get a lot of those waterfalls because they're hanging valleys. The hanging valleys, yeah, yeah. But I didn't, I didn't realize that about half tone. Huh. Who knew? Yeah. There you go. So if you go back into the time machine before the place is seen, uh, you could have seen full dome. So, anyways, uh, so that's pretty good. You got all that stuff. All right, so now let's talk about the the meat of today's podcast, uh, Long Valley Caldera. So uh, we sh- probably before we get into this, we should probably just talk about the definition of a of a caldera, and that's when you get a large volcanic eruption, kind of empties out the 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 chamber, the magma chamber below, and the whole uh, area just kind of collapses down. It's unstable. Um, and and it kind of falls on top of itself. It implodes basically. So that went on in the uh, in the eastern Sierras. So the Long Valley Caldera. Um, we're in this area, uh, kind of a it's it's well known for like skiing, uh, mammoth, uh, mammoth mountain, um, and it's actually one of the Earth's largest calderas. So it's about. 20 miles long uh, and about 11 miles wide and up to 3,000 feet deep. That, it, so, it, just think about that for a second. Yeah. <laughs> 20, 20 miles by 11 miles by 3,000 feet deep. That's basically like the city of Philadelphia, 3,000 yeah, feet deep. I'll tell you what that is. That's bigger than the city of Philadelphia. That is if you had, uh, if you had a hole from going from Philadelphia to Trenton, New Jersey. They're about 25 miles apart. Yeah. So yeah, that's, uh, that's how big that would be. It's yeah. huge. And then 3000 feet deep. That's more than half a mile. So that's, uh, yeah. 910 meters for this, for, for the rest of the planet. Yeah. <laughs> for the non-Americans. <laughs> so that's a, Big ass hole in the ground, basically. Yes. That's that's what, uh, that, and that's I guess I, that's the simplest definition of a caldera is it's a really big hole from a volcanic eruption. All right, so Long Valley, the Long Valley caldera formed uh, seven hundred and sixty thousand years ago. So there's a there was a huge huge volcanic eruption. Um, let's see, I had the number. I, I want to I'll, I'll look it up right now, but. I want to say it was a, a VEI seven. So that's like the scale for the volcanic eruptions to put, to put that into context. Uh, when Mount St. Helens went off in 1980, that was a VEI uh, five, five. Yeah. It's, it's, I didn't realize that's huge. It's big one. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, this was also to bring it back, I mentioned Yellowstone before, but this was also going off as Yellowstone and kind of around the same the same time frame as Yellowstone was was acting up as well, so yeah, I, there was a big Yellowstone eruption four hundred thousand years ago, and then was it around seven hundred? There was another. I one. It was six, six something. forty. Yeah, six, some six something. What were you gonna say? Six six something. That's I I couldn't remember. I mean, Vi Pinatubo was a was a six. Tambora we think was a seven. So like. That was the big one. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the year without a summer, 1816, 17, 16, 15. I don't know. <clears throat> but not, not to be confused with 1993. <laughs> oh, <laughs> boy. I was just the other day. I think it was my, it was my, I was talking to my mom about something. She brought something up about like growing up, and she's like, "There was that one summer when it was pretty cool." Uh, <laughs> yes, 
Where's Ratley? I need yeah, you to say that to my brother. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I wish I could remember the context for that because in my head I was like, yes. <laughs> Justify. Yeah. Here we are. I got it. Nice. So the most recent Yellowstone eruption was 631,000 years ago. I was wrong. Okay. It wasn't 400. Um, and that is. And so, okay, that was about 100,000 years after. Um, this big eruption in the Sierras to form the Long Valley Caldera. Um, but I guess, yeah, 100,000 year difference. That's, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a nice chunk of change. It is. Break. Again, still insignificant geologically, but yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So hu- huge eruption. Um, and sometimes I have a hard time visualizing how a caldera forms because how do you get everything out um you spit it out of a volcano right so you you spit it out but at at some point there's still got to be stuff pushing the other stuff out but if if the eruption happens long uh, like i guess mm, violently enough it kind of sucks everything out behind it also then you have the cooling factor when things cool down they shrink so you get basically this very large eruption followed by a magma chamber that's now pretty much empty and then yeah i mean bluey you're you're uh you're hinting at some complex physics there with the heating and cooling and stuff uh yeah i mean when stuff cools down it shrinks you know yeah not not not, yeah i'm not going into like uh crazy physics here but uh so the whole yes. thing it's such a big eruption that the whole thing becomes unstable and it collapses. Yep. Yeah, cuz then you have pyroclastic flows burning thousands of square miles, ash from the eruption blanketing much of the western part of the United States. Cats and dogs living you, living together. Yeah. That's a good Ghostbusters reference by Thank the way. You. It's the the first <laughs> Actually, that's a that was a 1980s. We can't even say it was a 1990s movie. You just reference there. Yeah, sorry. Ghostbusters is 80s. Um, yeah. So this thing, when this thing goes off, I mean, it goes off. Uh, you didn't want to be around that area. It wouldn't. It would. It just wouldn't have been fun. And uh, you know, you wouldn't have been able to go swimming. Jesse would have been out of luck for uh, for swimming for that summer. Yeah, was, uh, and probably many more summers to come. I'd say a couple more summers like that, maybe. Uh, but any, anywho, um, just it was a really, really big eruption, and that's going to form a uh, uh, a rock formation called the Bishop Tuff, and so that's uh, that's going to just cut, totally blanket the area. Um, and like Steve said, this so the the first phase the first phase was a, a deposit a tuff volcanic tuff. That gets deposited. The second phase is pyroclastic flows, like what Steve said. Thousands of square miles got burned, and so yeah, that's just uh, ash everywhere, ash over much of the western United States. So this thing left a, you know, this thing left its uh, left its signature behind. It was uh, it was was a big, definitely a big volcanic eruption. Um. So what happens now is uh, if you would look at the, the Long Valley Caldera now, there's something called a resurgent dome. And a resurgent dome is, it's not like a, like a lava dome. Um, you might see there's like there, for example, like if you look at Mount St. Helens right now, there's some really cool videos out there showing like time-lapse videos of that, of, of that lava dome forming in the uh, um inside the crater of Mount St. Helens and it actually forms pretty fast it's a uh, i forget the height i think it's about a thousand feet or so now the size of the lava dome inside the crater of Mount St. Helens and that's just from since 1980 so that's 40 years 40 years yeah yeah, yeah there was there's a big earthquake swarm associated with that yeah yeah St. Helens is still active um no no so- Oh, oh, with this one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so this this isn't a this isn't a a lava dome. 
this is a resurgent dome. So if you never heard of the term resurgent dome, uh, resurgent dome forms from uh, basically, basically it's the caldera floor uh, kind of swelling. Basically, it's kind of getting it's kind of getting refilled and start, starting to reactivate. All right. Um, so, it, but it's what happens is the the magma chamber underneath starts to swell and it deforms the rock on the surface. So it's kind of think of like it's it's this pushing up. So you're not actually getting lava that's that's getting extruded out into the surface and forming a lava dome. A lava dome is just you know basically just a lava flow on top of lava flow on top of lava flow as it as it gets layered up. No, this is like a pushing from inside. Um, so yeah, we we also see this happening at uh, another infamous caldera such as uh, Yellowstone. It's happening with this uh, resurgence uh, dome. Uh, there's lots of lots of faults, uh, fault uh, ring faults that are associated surrounding surrounding this dome, and um, yeah. So, anyways, so it's just uh, the uh, the called uh, the kind of that, that magma chamber pushing back up that creates this dome. It's more of a structural thing instead of a uh, you know from from lava. All right, so there is so that's that's the resurgent dome that's uh, that's forming near the center of this bowl. In um for the, the Long Valley Caldera. Um, and so if you go to this this uh this portion of the country, if you're you know along the eastern Sierras, one of the things you're gonna see is the uh right there, just uh next to the eastern Sierras is the Owens River Gorge. And this is this river gorge. We're gonna uh talk about it a little more coming up, but um this whole area, this whole gorge, it's a huge, huge river gorge that's out there. And it cuts through all of this, all of that, that Bishop Tuff, um, which is a huge, huge rock formation. The Bishop Tuff is hundreds of feet thick. I've seen it's, some people. It's, it's like crazy. I mean, <clears throat> you look at pictures of it. I mean, it's mm -hmm. your classic looking gorge, but you get a sense of how much lava flowed out. But, it's hard to explain without pictures. Yeah. That's one of the things is the podcast is not going to do justice of explaining. <laughs> you know, we, we could throw out numbers, but it's, it, it's just monopoly money. You know, like it's just, you, you have to see some pictures of this thing just to get a, <laughs> to get a feel for, for just how much material came out from, from these volcanic eruptions. And then this Owens river just said like, boop, going to cut right through you. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> Are we going to talk about what happened before cut through? Um, no. where it filled the, the caldera. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that that to me was the most mind blowing thing. So the caldera the was a big lake until it overtopped the rim and started down cutting. And draining so it out. overflowed. The caldera overflowed. Yeah, there's a huge lake and filled in. Yeah, and then just <laughs> it is. I mean, the yeah, the the thing about it, and I think you've mentioned this is how the it, it is. An, it's an uneven caldera, so like the one side, the one rim is has a lower elevation than the other, mm -hmm. but it's still a massive area that's filling with water. Mm -hmm. This is during the Pleistocene when, when it's filling up with the water. Just yeah. blows my mind. It blew that, that like, I don't know. For some reason that just, yeah. Cause that would be a big lake. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's like the great the entire lake. Yellowstone Valley. Filling up with water. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's sort of crazy. And so, yeah, the gorge today is, uh, man, I think it's uh, on the order of, it's got to be at least a thousand feet deep. It's uh, yeah, they 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 think that the lake had a, a depth of like almost a thousand nine hundred to a thousand feet, <clears throat> and that was yeah. what was that like half a million years ago, okay. and then it's, yeah. it it overtopped about a hundred thousand years ago drained it's probably 
it was probably the last interglacial when it when it you got all the meltwater and whatnot. Okay. That makes sense. And it overtopped and, and started draining. So one twenty five. If yeah, if you overtop a caldera. Oh. <laughs> good job good job <laughs> you've done it you made it good job yeah yeah, yeah. um so that cuts through uh it creates the owens river gorge uh and the owens river that whole area as i believe the city of los angeles owns that area and it's a water source for the, mm. for the city and it's still like i think it's probably los angeles probably like a four-hour drive from there so you can see just the how far away that the the city is, you know, trying to get water. Kind of kind of reminds me of like what New York City does up at the Catskills. Yeah, yeah, the big viaduct. Yeah, and so the Catskill. If you're not familiar with the area, the Catskills. How far? Like two hours north of New York City, maybe ish. Ish. Yeah. Yeah. Hour and a half. Hour and yeah, half maybe a hundred I mean, miles. Yeah, yeah. We should we should talk about. I mean, both of those really. We should talk about the, the Catskills. I mean, the California, the Owens River is, if you know anything about like the, the water coming to, coming to Los Angeles, um, William Mulholland and the, the whole thing where they started buying up land and then built the, the aqueduct, it's the Owens River is where it started. Mm. And, it, and basically, <clears throat> I mean, you look at, you look at Los Angeles and you look at the, the population of Los Angeles um, and uh, pre-1920. So in, in, 19, <clears throat> 1900, it was 100,000 people. They build the aqueduct in, in the 1910s, the teens, I think. And so you go 1900, it's 100,000 people. By 1930, there's 1.2 million. Holy wow. So, so it's it was it was literally a matter of just getting water there. Yeah. And this the Owens yeah. River is is the main source or was was the first main source. So wow. Yeah. So I know it's a whole it's a very interesting story. Uh and it's 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 you know it's not a great one. It's not a good story. So <laughs> I mean, I guess if you if you live in Los Angeles, it's good for you, but yeah how they went about it was not great oh really but just yeah. like taking land and stuff like issues yeah like oh yeah there's taking land there's deceit i mean the whole idea of i don't know damming up and taking water from one place and putting it somewhere else it's yeah. a pretty invasive yeah. and destructive thing there's always i mean that's the there's been a ton of lawsuits about states damming up rivers and stuff like that. And I mean, we have it down here in the Southeast Chattahoochee. Oof. Um, yeah. You know, and in some States you can't even have like a rain barrel. Yeah. Colorado. Like, still. Colorado. Yeah. yeah. It's illegal to have a rain barrel. Yeah. yeah. You're not allowed to collect the rain, which yeah. to me is mind boggling. Like, <laughs> right. It's falling, literally falling out of the sky onto me and I'm not allowed to keep it. <laughs> not yours. Don't touch it. Don't even look yeah. at it. Um, the story, real fast, I don't want to get too far off the topic, but it's yeah, an interesting one. The, the story with New York is that uh, basically they were, I, I don't know the year when they did it, but um, basically New York polluted the hell out of the, all of their, the water in the area. And they, there was a decision that was made. And they said, you know what? It's, it's, we, can, we got two options. Either we can treat this like crappy water literally crappy water uh we can treat this like horrendously polluted water it's gonna be really expensive uh and we'll use that as our water source or we can just buy up the land at the source of the hudson river which is the catskill mountains like 100 miles ish away from new york city and so you know it'll just be cheaper we'll just buy this land we'll own the land up here and we'll just make sure that our source of the water is clean um, and that'll just be better for, uh, for the drink, you know, for, for the drinking water for the city. So that's, that's why New York, that's where New York city gets their water from is from the, the Catskill mountains, or at least one of the sources, I guess, for their, for it's, their drinking uh, no, it's the main, it's the main, it source. is the main one. It is. Yeah. yeah. And they, yeah, they have a couple and they're, I want to say the one, one of the aqueducts, 
is like the longest underground tunnel. It holds some record, like the largest, because it's like a, I don't know, it's like a six meter tunnel, six meter bay. Yeah, we've all seen huge. Die Hard 3. Come on. Exactly. You could drive I, the dump truck. I've never seen Die Hard 3. <gasps> <gasps> oh, come oh on. man. All right, I we're going to have to pause one. this pod. I, what? All right, Die Hard 2. Eh. Yeah, Die Hard 2 was a little, but Die Hard 3 was good. What's the one? Uh, die Hard the with air, a Vengeance. The airport, the airport one was Die Hard 2. Two, which I liked. It, it was it was okay, but it, you know if you're going to rank them, it's not. Yeah, the first one's great. I stopped it there. So I don't no, I would go one, three, two. Die Hard with a Vengeance two. Wasn't three Die uh, Hard with a Vengeance? Oh no, yeah. Uh, die was it Die Harder? Live free and Die Harder. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and there's the fourth one that came out. I did. That, see that's that one. one. That's yeah, that was the fourth free. one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's. There might one. be a fifth one. But, but I mean, anyway, anyway yeah. The, the Catskills, like the the dams, like they, they displaced a lot of people, and there's you know I think they, you lost some villages, and it's the same. You see this everywhere. Like you look, look in um in in Wales. They, they built dams to make reservoirs to pump water for Liverpool, which is a whole different thing because you're taking it from one country to another. Yeah. Um, with it without much say, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting, we should, we should do a little, little, little chat on that water resources. Yeah. Aqueducts and, yeah, but the California, the Owens River feeding Los Angeles. So if, if we have any Los Angelinos listening, um, <clears throat> you're, you're getting some of that sweet Owens River water. That's one of them. They, they are fed by several. Yeah. So let's get back to this, uh, like the, uh, the cold air. So like, okay. So throw some numbers out. We said the cold air is not, it's not even. The walls of the cold air are not even. Um, parts of it rise about three three thousand feet above the cold air floor. Um, but part the eastern rim is lower. And that's only about five hundred feet. So that makes sense. That's the part that's spilled out. Um, all right. So moving on to this area, one of the main mountains in the area is Mammoth Mountain. Um, it's a lava dome complex. Um, and uh, we get some. It's mostly made of, uh, it's got, it, it consists of 12 rhyodacite and dacite overlapping domes. So it's kind of building 12 of them, just kind of building, you know, over all overlapping kind of. So those domes started to form about 110 to 57,000 years ago. Um, and it created a volcano that reaches uh, 11, basically 11,000 feet above sea level in elevation. So there you go, there's Mammoth Mountain. Um, and then I like these, the mono Inyo craters. So it's 25 miles long of a volcano. It's a volcanic chain, uh, situated along a narrow North South trending fissure system that extends along the Western rim of the caldera. It goes from mammoth mountain to the North and up to the North shore of mono Lake. Now we could have a whole, podcast about how weird mono lake is there's all um yeah we could just save that for a different yeah. podcast uh, <laughs> a lot of goofy oh not goofy stuff but interesting stuff there um so these craters erupted about forty thousand to 600 years ago 600 years ago that's now you're uh you know you're in historic times 600 years ago so um okay Specifically, um, or the uh, uh, in terms of the Inyo craters, there's three large craters that make up the Inyo craters. Um, two of them are lake-filled craters, and um, so they're about they're they're kind of they're not not as big as the types of craters are you know for the kind of like when we were talking about this ex the, the previous explosions uh that created this whole caldera system you know we're talking about some really big stuff these are there's uh there's a series of these are smaller craters about 600 feet ish in diameter um 
and about 50, about 50 feet deeper. So I saw some pictures of them. And when you're, when you're looking at these craters, it's kind of like when you're right there on, um, like in person, it's kind of like whatever. It just looks like a looks like a little valley. But from from an aerial perspective, you look at these craters; they're pretty cool looking. They're straight up like, you know, they're volcanic craters for sure. Um, so there's a couple much smaller craters associated with the biggest ones. Are like uh, um, there's the biggest one. There's three of them that are the biggest ones. So they're phreatic explosion craters. And so with that phreatic eruptions means that it mixes with groundwater and it's, it's a uh, think of it as like a steam eruption, a steam explosion. These craters were created, like I said, uh, about 500 years ago. Like I said pretty, pretty recent relatively right? speaking Yeah, you know, yeah. 500 years ago, the year 1500, let's just say, you know, like that's, that's ridiculous. That's when these, uh, these, these creators, uh, these phreatic explosions erupted. Um, and cause they weren't your typical like ash eruption, this area is still volcanically active. All right. I don't think a lot of people realize the Eastern Sierra is volcanically active. And so I know, uh, well, actually it's the next thing I want to talk about. I'll, I'll save it for the next thing, but, um, there's, there's a lot of evidence showing that this is, this is still volcanically active. We, you know, it's not, it's not, um, you know, it, it could, it could, it could host a volcanic explosion in, in the future. And most likely will probably be honest with you. Um, so a phreatic explosions, most likely triggered by circulating groundwater that was heated from this underlying magma chamber. Um, and it long story short, creates, creates a steam eruption. So it blasted out and, um, yeah. So no, no, actually lava made it to the surface, but these explosions yeah. from the water rapidly expanding. Yeah. So, and then we move on to this area has, has some hot springs. And uh, I've been told from a, a friend that lives in this area, lives in Mammoth, that some of the hot springs here, they, they basically, some people hooked up like faucets for these hot springs. So you can literally, like, you can turn a, 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 turn a knob and, and the, the, the hot water comes out. And they, what you're supposed to do is when you're leaving the hot springs, you're supposed to turn, turn, the, turn the faucet off. Because if you leave it on, it's like so hot. It's it's scalding water. And yeah, aren't aren't they? They've started limiting people because it's gotten so hot recently. Oh well, there was a story that um, also some people died there. Oh, um, yeah, uh, some uh, ski patrol. Uh, actually, you know, I think we talked about this for one yeah, of the, the uh, snow the caves leaves. where they yeah. fell in the snow, the snow well. Yeah, and it had to do with uh, yeah, carbon, the death from carbon dioxide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. asphyxiation from carbon dioxide because um, <clears throat> this area is still volcanically active. Yeah, I think they've stopped letting in some of the hot springs. You, you tourists can go, and or hikers can go, and hikers and tourists are the same thing. Um, <laughs> not if you live there. <laughs> if you live there, then you're a local. You're not a tourist. Yeah. Can um could go could get in the hot spring, but I think in, in some of the the areas they've they've put up like no swimming signs because the hot springs have gotten so hot. Hmm. It's like the scene from uh, Dante's Peak. That's Just right. Just gonna say that. Just gonna yeah. say that. Sometimes <laughs> the tourists come up here for a little hot for the hot springs. Yeah. Or a little hot nookie. Nookie. That's <laughs> <laughs> what the grandmother says in the movie. For those of you unfamiliar with Dante's Peak, which we really should watch. We should. We've been talking about this for years now. Yeah. Doing other, you know, we did it with Jurassic Park and just watching. Uh, maybe maybe we'll make a t-shirt when we make, uh, when we watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's get into these, uh, the hot springs and, and hot creek. Uh, Hot Creek is an active geothermal area along uh, the Long Valley Caldera. Um, that so, was my nickname in high school. What Long Valley Caldera? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have no response to that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there's uh, steam fumaroles coming from the area, hot springs along the creek. 
Uh, there's hot springs that discharge directly into Hawk Creek. So it's interesting because parts of this creek are really cold from the meltwater, from the snow in the mountains, and then parts of it are really freaking hot. So I guess it, uh, you get some really crazy uh, temperature gradients in the creek. And this isn't on the outline, but I was reading that the trout like to hang out in the warmer parts of the creek. They grow faster for whatever reason in the oh. warmer parts of the creek. Hmm. So if you're into trout fishing, go to the warmer parts of the creek. Yeah, it was uh, in a river in Yellowstone and you could feel it like yeah, like parts of it were freezing cold and parts of it were warm from you know, just the geothermal activity and like yeah, the, you yeah. could feel like the mixing zone and stuff. It was pretty neat. Cool. Slash terrifying. Slash terrifying. <laughs> um, so there's the hydrothermal activity has kaolinized and opalized uh, the rhyolite in Ooh, the gorge. Huh. So you see this like white bleached appearance uh, from the rock. I mean, right. that's, uh, that's one of the like super super interesting things here is like you know you have mammoth on one side which is not part of the caldera it's just the edge of the caldera right mm -hmm. and then you have the caldera itself and then you have the inyo whatever on the other side so i got that oh, right the, the craters yeah um, and the the magma compositions the the lavas and the pyroclast the pyroclastic flows and whatnot are sort of all different from the three. I mean, you have overlap, obviously, but it's not like they're uniform. It's not like Mammoth is the same composition as Long Valley, mm -hmm. as mm -hmm. Inyo. What, what is it, Inyo? The Inyo Craters? In, Inyo Craters, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it, it, to, to me, that's sort of interesting. In, in there's a lot of uh, volcanic diversity in this area yes. yeah and like the the where you find the hot the hot springs and how the hydrothermal system actually operates glass mountain that's in the inyo crater so that's what i was thinking of on the other side glass mountain. oh glass mountains the obsidian uh, yeah mountain which yeah in your crater <laughs> got me I I would have loved to have seen that. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's I was just out there about a month ago and I did no idea about, I was down a little further down in Bishop and um, I don't know, about ah, 45 minutes south of this area. And I were you, just you, missed it. You were on the Bishop Tough. I was on the Bishop Tough. Yeah. I, I, I saw the Bishop Tough. It's huge. Dang. It's, it's such a giant deposit. Um, yeah, it was really, really cool to see that that Owens River Gorge in person. Um, all right, so I want to get uh, talk about these hot springs because uh, this has got a wild story. Many of the current hot springs appeared suddenly on the night of August 24th, 1973. They know like the night that these hot springs showed up. <laughs> At least five <laughs> hot springs formed with the two largest starting as geysers that spouted water three meters into the air. Uh, within weeks, geyser activity had waned, uh, but the hot springs are still around today. So geysers go off, and then the hot springs are still around. Um, it's not, not really known what the origin of the hot springs are. Obviously, there's something really hot down there that's heating this water up. Yes. Right? That is known, right? <laughs> Aliens, man. Telling you. So they showed up, eh, probably not aliens, probably more of what I'm about to say is uh, these. there was a little earthquake. Uh, there is a. Hang on. When did the Taos hum start? Ooh. Oh, now man. we're connecting the dots. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? <laughs> now we're, it's about time we got here. So there's a small earthquake, and it's predict. It's uh, hypothesized that it kind of screwed up the or dinked around with the groundwater plumbing, basically. And the uh, springs popped up. Huh. So um, I think that's pretty cool. So these hot, some of these, a couple of these hot springs are from 1973 and they're still uh, hanging around today. Um, and then finally, the most recent thing with this, uh, if we're going in chronologic order, uh, 1980, all right, uh, in Mammoth Lakes, there was uh, uh, a 6.0 earthquake. Kind of 
kind of strange for this area. And uh, there's an article in Science that kind of gave gave an explanation for what caused this earthquake and uh and it caused some uplift in the area a quarter of a meter uplift um in this 1980 earthquake and uh what caused it uh reinflation of a magma chamber at depth of about 10 kilometers huh yeah yeah that'll do it yeah that <laughs> <laughs> So uh, yeah, so that 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 happened in 19, 40 years ago, nineteen eighty. Yeah, that was within months of Mount St. Helens erupting. Yeah, yeah. When what month did St. Helens erupt in? I want to say October, November. November. I can't remember. Hmm. Yeah, this is like right around St. Helens. No, I'm not saying they're linked, but you know they're probably. Just, no, I'm joking. It's it's just interesting when these these. Uh, large seismic events happen within weeks or months of each other. You have to think about like, you know, earth gets its bell rung and then maybe that's all you need is that little bit of extra ringing to make the next thing go. I don't know. Weird stuff happens. Yeah. Yeah. Or it could just be coincidence. Exactly. It's a, it's all connected to the hum. Yep. It's all about the Taos hum. (laughs) So, um, well, there you have it. That is, uh, that's all I got for, uh, for the Long Valley Caldera. So I will end it with this. If you get a chance to go out to this, uh, this part of California, do it. It's like the exact opposite of like the hustle and bustle of Los Angeles. It's just like, it's just, it's great. Uh, the Sierra Nevada, the Eastern Sierra is beautiful. Um, but you know, we forgot to say one of the most uh, like little piece of trivia. This area is not. Uh, it's it's. This is the area where the tallest mountain in the uh, the lower forty eight states is Mount Whitney, fourteen thousand hundred. Huh. What's the elevation of Whitney? You know, huh. uh, it's not too far from Mount Whitney. So this is just a uh, maybe like an hour north of Mount Whitney ish. Mount Whitney is fourteen thousand five hundred five. Ah, I said 14 six. Okay. Uh that's close. Uh yeah, so we got some big mountains in this area. Yeah. So that's just the, uh, you know, that's the that's the Sierra Nevada. Remember? So what did we learn in this podcast? You do not say the Sierra Nevada mountains, you just yeah. say the Sierra Nevada. Um, it is volcanically active. I'm still gonna say the Sierra Nevada mountain. Well, then you're just I a know. fool. I know. <laughs> It's just it's gonna be a it's that's gonna be a hard habit to break. It's gonna be a hard habit, but with yeah. uh I think you can do it. I think you have I'm gonna try. I have faith in you to not say Sierra Nevada Mountains. I said Sierra it. Nevada's mountains. The funniest thing was though, like the, the website that I was reading about it specifically said East Coasters always say Sierra Nevada Mountains. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're right. Like they just hit it. So props out to, I don't know. I forget the website. I looked that up, but that was, uh, that was pretty funny. So there you have it. There's the Sierra Nevada, Sierra Nevada. I did, I that. <laughs> <laughs> There's the Sierra Nevada. There is uh, the Long Valley Caldera. So special thanks to our friend, Don. Thanks so much for uh, sponsoring the podcast. There's your podcast episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Now, if you guys, uh, if anyone, any listeners out there have a topic they want, um, you can become a Patreon, uh, uh, a Patreon sponsor, and become a Topaz Patreon sponsor, and, and we will guarantee you a topic. We'll cover a whole episode on um, whatever you want. Yep, and even if you can't stupid. afford the uh, Topaz member, just you, you can always shoot us an email at geologyflannelcast.com saying, "Hey, I want to know about this," and every once in a while we do a listener episode question as well so or listener episode podcast as well so yeah yeah so all right let's go through the litany of the stuff uh check out patreon.com slash geology filecast if you'd like to help out the 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 podcast we are in uh we're trying something new here uh we are in the middle of uploading uh the all of the pot so if you become a a patreon member uh, you will have access to all of the final cast episodes. So non-Patreon members are all get the, the most recent 100 episodes. If you become 
Uh, any Patreon uh, member gets access to all of the, the flannel cast episodes. We are in the process of uploading those episodes and, and hopefully should be done shortly. Um, and uh, so as you get, uh, you can hang out with us for the, the podcast. We have a really cool group that hangs out before the podcast and after the podcast, just extra Patreon material that we have for the Patreon sponsor. So anyways, talking too much. It's geology. Uh, ah, Patreon.com slash geology flannel cast. Uh, you can check out our website. we got some merch on there. Um, Instagram. The gram. Uh, Twitter. I've been uh, putting stuff up on the, the Twitter site lately. Um, so oh, it's, we're geo at geo flannel cast on Twitter. And uh Send us a question. We'll do a listener episode, listener question episode once uh, we get some more questions. And there's been some awesome questions that have been uh, submitted recently, too. So, yeah. Know, and uh, tell a friend. Tell a friend because it's August. Yes. So tell an acquaintance August. St. Saint, Saint Augustine would tell his friends. He would. Oh, I like that. <laughs> a stretch (laughs) if you live in the city of augusta there you go tell everybody around you okay we're done with this all right yeah uh thanks everyone for listening and we'll catch you later with another episode of the final cast it won't be another month before our next episode yeah we're back we're back on track we're back baby we're back all right guys i'll see you see okay most important question of the night oh J Dog, yeah. What's, what song are we going out on? Well, we, we're talking Calderas, so I got to go with uh, "Drop It Like It's Hot." <laughs> yes, good one. Love it. Thanks. This, the man never never fails to amaze me. <laughs> never. Songs, very good. All, All right. right. Thank you so much, everyone. We'll see you guys next week on the Flannel Cast. See ya. Bye. Thanks for stopping by.